0: Hello and welcome to this month's episode of Krebcast. Krebcast is a podcast created by the Calgary Real Estate Board for its members. Each episode will cover a variety of topics geared towards Kreb's members. We'll talk about how the market is doing, provide board updates, and discuss other topics of importance to our members. And I'm your host, Leah Cameron. I'm a communications advisor here at Kreb. On today's episode we'll be speaking with Krebs chief economist Anne-Marie Lurie. She's going to give us a recap of her 2020 housing forecast which she just shared at Krebs forecast event. Welcome Anne-Marie. Thank you. So you are actually our first ever guest on Krebscast and that first episode is currently our most successful one to date. So naturally we're very excited to have you on again. Thanks it's great to be back on. I guess We'll just dive right into it. For those who weren't at the 2020 forecast event, what are the
1: main things that we can expect this year? Um, First of all, if we think about what's gonna happen. So what's the forecast for 2020? Well, we do expect that sales activity should start to improve this year over last year's levels. Um, However, prices are gonna be um, still slightly lower than they were in the previous year. So, what's important to understand is really what goes behind that. So, you know, many of the things that we are seeing is that, you know, last year we had a strong amount of employment growth in our city, which was somewhat surprising. Um, and some of that growth that was mostly in full-time jobs, um, you know, a wide range of, types of different types of positions, that expected to really kind of continue to fuel some of that momentum that we saw in sales over the second half of 2019. Um, so that's supposed to support that sales growth, but the challenge is we still have too much supply in the market, um, as well as there's a lot of competing supply in right. the new home side, and that placed some limits On pricing. So, if on that basis, we don't expect prices to really move up this year. Okay. But we do expect to see some more sales then, just at that lower price point. Uh, We do expect to see more sales, not necessarily just at the lower price point. Oh, okay. (laughs) um, Because what we also saw happen last year so, last year we definitely saw that the the market was driven by activity in the under 500,000 sector. Right. Okay. Yeah, and and what we start to see is starting to see improvements in that month of supply. So that level of supply relative to the demand started to improve in that lower price range. Um, Now it's not necessarily balanced, but at least it's a movement in the right direction. And yet we still face struggles in the higher end of the market. Now... When that, The reason why we saw some of that improvement is because, frankly, prices were declining last year. So we had an over 3% decline in, in prices in the city. And that started to support, that combined with um, some easing in lending rates. Uh, Bank Canada didn't change their rate. But those declines in lending rates, uh, combined with price declines, uh, slightly better you know job sort of situation, started to cause some improvements in sales. Now as we move into this year, um, prices are still expected to decline. Uh, primarily. Uh, we expect it mostly to happen more at the upper end of the market. Uh, yeah. um, but when that happens, that actually can start to cause some sales activity to shift a bit and improve. Now, it's not to say that the higher end, we're going to see a lot of sales growth. That's unlikely, given the fact that most of the job growth still has changed. We still think the majority of activity will be fueled by the more affordable side of the market. But we could start to see some improvements, maybe in that five to 600000 range. Okay. So start to spread off on that. But, but again, improvements in sales is not exactly the same thing as improvement in prices.
0: Got it. Got it. That's so. good to know. <laughs> and how about on Calgary versus surrounding
1: areas? Is there going to be a, a difference in surrounding area markets? Well, while we don't specifically forecast the surrounding area markets, um, what we can do is tell you generally what we've seen that happening. So what I've seen is that you know certain markets um, that are more affordable, affordable, such as Airdrie, relative to Calgary, they started to do well. So we started to see some improvements in sales. In areas like Airdrie, Cochrane, Okotoks, um, the only exceptions were really Chestermere and Strathmore, okay. where we did see some pullback in sales um, in the past year, and we've seen some of their supply levels start to go up. So those those markets are a little bit different, um, um, and th- there's different reasons for that. But th- those are a little different, and and that can play into the next. Uh, you know, if that trend continues, you might see. Uh, Prices actually start to keep falling in those areas before they start to level off. But, I mean, what we're seeing in some of the larger uh, surrounding areas, especially Airdrie, is they're moving closer to balanced conditions relative to Calgary. And that's where the demand growth has been. So um, that's really helped support some of those areas. Now, I know some of the areas like Cochrane and and Okotoks, they are priced higher um, relative to you know, Airdrie per se, um, but it's also relative to, like, the West End per se. Like, so if people are looking on the West End of the city, well, Cochrane is a far more affordable choice versus what you can get on the West End. So so it's also those locational differences, and that's added um, advantages. Now, of course, all of them still face, though, some of the challenges with regards to the new home market. There's been a lot of starts activity. Um within the city, uh, some without, without, like on the ex- outskirts as well. Yeah, um, And that starts activity. That's the stuff that's competing with the resale. So it's still right. going to put some of those limits on prices, even in the surrounding areas. And are you seeing a lot, of, um,
0: a lot of demand for those new builds versus the resales, or is it pretty
1: balanced for demand for both? Um, but we don't specifically isolate what's based off starts versus, like I, I do focus on the resale. But when I'm looking at the new home stuff, uh, the challenges, and I mean, we almost see it with certain communities or oh, districts yeah. where there's a lot of new home construction. Because obviously you wouldn't have the same impact, let's say, in the city center, maybe for apartments. I guess yeah, that's true, yeah. But there's some areas that don't have a lot of development, right? right? So, But the areas that you see a lot of new development, like think of those areas in the south or areas yeah. in the north where there's all these new communities coming on. Well, that's the product that the resale market is competing with. Um, And and builders have really, um, they've been getting their prices down, right? So some of their costs have decreased. They've managed to, um, you know, construct things at a a lower price. And that's become much more competitive with the resale market. And, you know, that's often the the choice that consumers are faced. Well, do you look at resale or do you look at new? Um, and that will influence where they shift the demand. I think we see it more so in the apartment sector because oftentimes that new product comes in, the condo fees are much lower as a starting point than what you have in the resale market. So that influences um, that market especially.
0: Yeah, that can definitely make all the difference. Mm -hmm. So is there anything coming this year that signals hope for our market?
1: Uh, I think it's a matter of what you view as hope. <laughs> um, I, I think with any market condition, it really depends on what side of the market you're on, if you're a seller versus a buyer. So um, there's always has to be that perspective. Um, I mean, obviously, with more supply, there's still challenges for a seller in this market. Um, I don't expect it to, decre- like, to go away anytime soon. But what we are seeing is at least some different trends. So we're seeing a shift. Now it is different. It's not at the same pace as we saw kind of prior to when the energy sector came down. But we're almost viewing this as a, almost as a reset. Okay. into, um, you know, how I, I look at it as almost a new normal. Yeah. So we're seeing yeah. sales activity improve, but they're not at those same higher levels. So, you know, we're still lower than what we saw, you know, over 20,000 sales per year. Well, we're not really seeing those numbers anymore. We're right. in that kind of under 17,000 sales is the expectation. Yeah. Um, but we're also seeing we still have population growth at a rate of around one and a half percent. Um, which, frankly, compared to a lot of other Canadian cities, isn't unusual. But the challenge is, is for Albertans. We kind of got used to that three percent growth. Yeah, right, <laughs> so it right. Feels different, right? But yeah. I mean, this is something we've seen before in our market. Um, All you have to do is look through what happened in the 90s, and and that's exactly what you saw. You saw a market that really settled in at a different level. You know, because there's no big changes expected on the overall economic conditions, I mean, some improvements are expected to a a certain extent. Um, So, you know, GDP growth is expected to improve a bit. We're We're supposed to see really a stable job market, so not a lot of growth in jobs this next year. Um, But the lending rates still remain favorable, migration numbers are still, um, you know, in around that 10,000 range per year, Um, so far lower than the 20, but again, everything is showing is settling into slower levels, and in many ways, I think our housing market is also adjusting to that, so... We're starting to, you know, this will start to translate into much more stability in our housing market. You know, it'll take some time before we actually move into a recovery mode, um, especially on prices. Um, But at least stable is, it is a change from, you know, the declines we've really seen over the past five years.
0: Yes, definitely. And do you think that we'll see people who've been kind of holding on to their houses, waiting for the market to change, maybe unloading them at cheaper prices this year?
1: Or is it? Oh, that hard depends on say, their objective. I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's a different yeah. sort of conversation, and yeah. it really comes down to, um, you know, the fundamentals. And I think, in some ways, that's also a sign of what we're going back to. I mean, if we think back to, you know, prior to when the energy market slowed down, people were, um, you know, they could purchase a home. They were getting, you know, very good annual appreciation and prices, so they could get out of their home fairly quickly. They didn't necessarily have to think about. Um, you know, their time horizon as much, yeah. because we've always had, you know, fairly strong annual growth, yeah, right? Yeah, um, sure. With that changing, I think that we're also going to see a bit of a shift in how consumers are reacting to. So, you know, thinking about, you know, the market more as, you know, this is not, it's not just market conditions that drive home ownership. I mean, it's Where do you want to live? What lifestyle choices do you want to make? Um, And, you know, for people who are in a home that they don't necessarily fit their needs, uh, you know, then it's also about, well, what are you moving to? Are you staying in this market? Are you moving up in the market? Are you moving down in the market? Um, And understanding that, you know, market trends aren't the same across every product type. So if you are in a market, you're trying to sell a home in a lower price range, you're probably going to have a really different experience than somebody who's maybe in an upper price range. Okay, So um, I would say for anybody who's um, looking at this market, it really does depend on where your location is, what your price point is, um, and ultimately what your long-term objective is um, yeah. with home ownership, because there is so much more to it than just um, current market conditions. Definitely. And are you seeing...
0: Like, are certain parts of the city doing better than others as far as resale is concerned?
1: When we look at activity by districts, and that's really the most we do, and again, I don't forecast that specifically. What we've generally seen, um, especially in the detached market, is that you know the most affordable areas, which tend to be the north, northeast district, east district, southeast district, so if yeah. we think about the east end of the city and, and the north, yeah. those are the most affordable detached mar- uh, segments, and we're starting to see that, that amount of price decline is starting to come off. Okay,
0: Okay, So it's
1: not declining by as much as some of the other areas. Um, Now, generally, we're starting to see the months of supply, so that's our measure of supply-demand balance, is coming down across most districts. Mm -hmm. The only exception, um, and again, this is focused on the detached side of the market, um, would be the city center and the west end. And again, those are also the two areas with the highest detached prices. So it's not a surprise to see some of those trends. So you're likely gonna continue to see you know, some of that price decline. Now, it might not be as steep as what we had this past year because we've had, you know, fairly significant price declines. It it might start to come off. Um, But those markets are still facing some challenges um, just because they're months of supply, which is just, it's still showing more supply than demand. And it's consistent with the rest of the conditions in the market. But we are starting to see some of that shift in, you know, most of the other districts in the city. So what are three simple takeaways for for 2020? Um, I would think that we're looking at a market that is shifting to a new normal. Um, I think that's the key thing to kind of to see. We, um, you know, we're starting to see signs of stability um, in terms of, you know, the price declines are starting to come off, it's not as bad as it was, um, but we're still not quite there yet. So I think that's that some perspective has to be given that while sales activity might be improving slightly, this is not the market it was six years ago. Right. So we still face a lot of those economic challenges in this market. We still are facing some risk, yeah. right? So we have to be aware of some of the things that could happen moving forward. I, I mean, I've always said employment is an important factor driving our housing market, and there is some risk with the employment numbers. Right. Um, so so things to consider is that, yes, while we're seeing at least a move to more stability and adjustment to uh, slower levels, um, you know that risk still remains and, and you know some of the fundamentals of the economy haven't really changed much. Okay, um, what what do you mean by that? What are the- well, I mean the energy sector still struggling, right? right? So, so that hasn't changed. It's not that all of a sudden things are so much better and there's investment spending that's coming yeah yeah. (laughs) so and and of course we face other challenges too i mean we we know that you know the government budgets have been coming in and and they're you know they're showing some cutbacks and and restraint um well that also can play out in our market as well so it's an adjustment on all fronts but at the same time at least we have I, i feel that we have gone through a lot of that adjustment in the housing market yeah at this stage um so, but the one thing I, again, another thing I want to take away for people is that it's not going to be the same across all types. Like, so you're going to have divergent right. trends. That's going to continue. So, just because the citywide numbers are showing signs of much more stability, yeah. um, it doesn't mean that that's going to happen for all product types. Right. So, you will see different rates of stabilization in different markets. Absolutely. Then. Okay. Yeah. 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 Some markets are still fairly challenged, um, like the apartment sector is still quite oversupplied. Um, So, but prices have also adjusted so much in that market that um, it's just, you know, that that sign of stability, you know, and prices are still expected to come down. So I think we're still expecting to see that across other sectors, but um, I think you will continue to see a big difference in terms of pricing of what's happening in the lower end of the market versus the higher end, specifically on detached. And it will be the same for apartment and and uh, attached product but again it's going to be the most affordable of those product types right so because i mean if you look at under 500 for an apartment well there's a big difference from those that are priced at 500 versus those that are priced under 200,000 right exactly. so the improvements in the apartment sector are really driven by the most affordable sector so the under 200,000 is where we're seeing some of that growth okay. um, and whereas attached it tends to fall in the under 400 um And, and, you know, that segment of the market was one of the best performers in the past year in terms of sales activity. Um, And in part, that's because prices were falling, um, you know, almost at 4%. But as those prices have fallen, they've also brought some demand back. So it'll help support some stability and put us in a much better position as we move into, you know, the next few years. Awesome.
0: That's good to hear. Any other takeaways for 2020?
1: Um, I, I think I covered a lot of them. Um, so again, I think just things to remember is that, you know, there are, you know, a lot of things that I like to look at as well as being aware of what's happening on the lending rates. Yeah. Um, you know, last year we did see that um, even though Bank of Canada maintained their rate, we saw that, you know, um, more residential mortgage rates start to come down a bit. Right, and actually, their s- typical spreads that they have over their Bank of Canada rate really narrowed last year. Okay. Right, so that, um, so that, you know, next this year coming up, those rates, those residential rates, might start to move up, but it's not expected to happen until a little bit later in the year. Okay. And on that side too, if Bank of Canada cuts their rates, we could actually see some of those expectations change. Mm-hmm. So I think really it's important just to understand the different dynamics impacting the market and right. being aware of what could change it. Um, you know, other things that I kind of saw as a, almost as a cautionary sort of note is, you know, near the end of last year, we had strong employment growth in 2019, mm-hmm. but we did see some pullback over the last couple quarters. Okay. Okay, so moving into this year, if that trend continues – then that can change a bit of that landscape. So that's something that we're watching for as well, is just seeing, you know, is that employment going to follow on that trend? I mean, we know that not a lot of employment growth is expected right. in 2020, uh, but the concern is if we continue to see those job losses into the first two quarters of the year. Okay. So that's that's something that we're kind of monitoring. Okay, so job growth, um, just looking at the different types of markets, Yes. looking at mortgage rates they're all factors to consider <laughs> they are and because they, they influence demand i mean we have seen the supply adjustments so we've seen that new listings have continued to come off um which is is pretty consistent when we see prices fall that yeah. you see that level of new listings continue to fall as well um but supply adjustments take a lot longer Right. Than a demand adjustment, so we have started to see some of that supply happen, where you know it's coming off on the resale market. Rental vacancy rates are starting to come down a bit. Okay, um,
0: is that a shift? Like, are you do you think some people are pulling their houses off of the market and then putting them up for rent,
1: and that's. Mm, no, they okay. Exactly. They're just taking them <laughs> off and
0: holding on to them. Well, yeah,
1: yeah could be because if they're not getting their price for their for their home, they they could be just choosing to stay in their home, right, and yeah. not selling it. So so there's many reasons why people would choose not to list. But I mean, usually when there's there's stronger price growth, is when we start to see people do that because there hasn't been you know, that that to me tells us that, you know, people can't necessarily get the price they're expecting for their home. Yeah. So they're making that decision to not sell it. Right, right? hold on to it a little yeah, bit and longer. and stay in their home. So, um, and, and that actually, that does help with re- regards to the overall supply levels. Yeah. And so we're starting to see them shift down. We think that trend will really continue into the next year. Um, and obviously if demand starts to improve, that also helps you return to more balanced conditions.
0: And do you think that there is a decrease in demand potentially because people are waiting on buying because they're not sure what the resale um,
1: ability will be? Um, I do think that that always exists. Um, There's many people, and I mean, consumer confidence has really um, been fairly shaky here. I mean, if you think about, and it's not just necessarily what's going to happen in the resale market, but there's also concerns over what's their employment status going to be. You know, what, you know, they're reconsidering, well, what, should can I afford and what should I do, right? right? So it's a bit of that adjustment between um, what they want as well, and like their desires yeah. versus what they can afford, right? Yeah. So so there is a bit of that that's happening as well, um, and you know because it's a bit of a shift in mentality too. I mean, it's not a market where you just purchase a home and you can get out of it very quickly potentially, right? Exactly. So so some of those decisions are taking much longer for consumers. Um, now, are some delaying? Likely, Um, you know, for various different reasons, they could be. Um, But, I mean, I think the general consumer confidence, you know, there still is a lot of concerns out there with regarding to, you know, what our expectations are for the future in this province. Um, There's a lot of challenges we continue to face. So that's something that will continue to weigh on consumers. Um, But at the same time, when prices tend to come down, um then if if people feel like they can afford it they might want to take advantage of that as well right exactly yeah.
0: so if you are someone that's looking to buy the rates should be stay or the sorry the housing price prices should be staying lower for a little while then we're not expecting a a swift rebound no okay and and, and I
1: think we have to quantify rebound right
0: yes Um, that's a good point yeah yeah.
1: because I mean price adjustments have been fairly significant in our market so if we think about um, you know to give some perspective since 2014 that detached market prices have moved down over nine percent from the highs that we had in 14 to what we are today and that's not inflation adjusted so so that's a a fairly large movement Um, now most of that has happened over the past couple of years In the detached market, Um, by perspective, the the apartment sector that price adjustment has been over seventeen percent. Wow! So there's been a bigger price adjustment. So stability doesn't necessarily mean recovery, Um, and and that'll take a much longer period of time. I mean, we need to see we need to see a, a significant shift in our economic conditions.
0: Right. So the key for this year is really just kind of adjusting to that new normal and um, stability. That's kind of what we can hope for. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not recovery, stability. <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time, Anne-Marie. It was awesome to have you on today. And I think we have some great insights for 2020. Thank you. Before we go, I want to remind everyone that CREB's annual dues must be paid by Friday, February 28th at noon. These dues cover the membership period from January 1st to December 31st. And there are several payment options available for members, including through autopay, online or in person at CREB. And thank you to everyone who tuned in for the podcast. And make sure that you keep an eye on Krebs Talk for our next episode.